Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Black Sets Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My lap mo out here. It's the full furnace once again. And it looks like full um, furnace in full effect. Yeah, it looks like July 21st is no longer the date. <laughs> it might be pushed back for a little bit longer until I think it's June now. Because wow. of this because it's Indian vi- variant. So like all the rest, you know how restrictions were going to get lifted on oh, yeah, the yeah, 21st. Yeah, yeah. Oh right. Yeah. yeah, just seeing that Boris Johnson might keep it going for a bit longer. In all honesty, it doesn't really feel like there are that much restrictions. Like I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm not feeling it to be honest. Yeah. 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 I'm going to the shops and I'm seeing a bag of people just masks off. Yeah. Just yeah. living life. I'm taking my daughter to school, masks off. Yeah. Living life that that may be more of a reflection of my area than the than the rules and stuff, but I mean, I mean, even in well, okay, I've seen a lot more masks. There are a lot more masks, and there's still people getting um getting hyped about being asked to wear masks and stuff. Mm. Um, but no, in similar fashion, you know, we're in the gyms like MMA. I'm seeing people with, with beer, you know. Yeah, they they say don't come if you're showing signs and. Yeah, they might take temperatures, but it doesn't yeah. feel like it's too crazy. I wonder though, like facts. If I went to the gym, I wouldn't wear a mask. Yeah, you're you're required to wear a mask on your way in, but not during training. Yeah, that's a bit redundant. It is. It is. But I think yeah, that's why I don't I don't necessarily feel like the things that I mean in my not in defense, but I've been vaccinated in it, so I don't really <laughs> care about that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't uh, actually, I, I, want, I want to ask you about that, Peter. So mm. you 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 weren't planning to get a vaccination. So what what made you change your mind? I wasn't necessarily against it, but it was more so. It was if if um if there's any possibility that it's safe or that it's necessary. Having spoken with like professionals, like the missus and some doctors, nurse friends that I have. I was like, yeah, you know, I was eligible for it, so I went for it. One of those things. Uh, Anita's my 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 wife's on the front line. She's exposed to it because you know it's not necessarily healthy people that are going to pharmacies and whatnot. Mm. So I was like, you know, if if this will help protect Z, well, yeah. you know, why not? Sort of thing. So which one did you get? Was it Pfizer? No, I got the AstraZeneca one. Mm. Did you that have a Which one you got? No. No, I I think I got told after the fact that you had the ashes. And like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of you've had? Yeah. Are you going to yeah, get a Jared Thompson movies? So I've actually booked mine. Ooh, I've booked mine. Um, and yeah, it, it was one of them ones where I was like. I was umming and ahhing, and I was very much like from a, from from almost like a software developer mindset. But I was like, the first batch, I'm gonna wait for them to be like debugged and all of them things there. Because <laughs> um, when when the software is first released, there's gonna be bugs in it. So I let yeah. the first guys go. Once they like <laughs> figured out the kinks and stuff, then I'll go for it, for it. But then, my son needed immunizations. And I took him for his immunizations. <clears throat> and obviously he, he had four in one go. After the first two, he was looking at me like, Dad, why are you letting these people do this to me? Yeah. And I was saying to him that, like, nah, like, it's it's all right. Like, this is good for you. And then when I got home, I felt like a hypocrite. Because I was like, I didn't check what immunize yeah. Like, I knew what immunizations they were giving him and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't, like... I didn't do as much research into the immunizations as I have done with the COVID vaccines. And I haven't, I haven't looked into it that much. And it's like, for all I know, they could have changed the immunizations last week. 
They could have changed the actual meta. They could have updated whatever. I don't know because I didn't do any research into it. I just trusted that the medical professionals know what they're doing and they're giving us the right stuff. And so I felt very hypocritical to be like, I'm telling you to do this, but I have an opportunity to take a vaccine and I'm not doing it. Mm. So yeah, I booked her afterwards. I'm still... Not that I'm like anti-vaccine, but I just want, I think I'm like Moses, where I just want them to work out everything first. Like, mm. I, I want them to know what they're doing. You know, I, I don't want them, oops, <laughs> there's blood clots. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and it's, it's, it's seeing some of the side effects and the, and the reactions and stuff. I'm just like, yo, but it's, it's, it's also recognizing that with any medicine, someone is going to have a reaction to it. But yeah, like the side effects included the thing that was trying to be cured. Cat Williams did a bit about it, isn't it? It was like, you take, was it um, was it, yeah, I think it was Viagra. Yeah. Oh, was it, was it no, steroids? It was steroids. It was steroids. It was steroids. It was like, you get buff, you get this, you get this, but then <laughs> you lose your manhood. I was like, nope. <laughs> No, thank you. But yeah, yeah, this this guy was taking medication for something, and some of the side effects was the exact same thing he was taking it to cure. Yeah, and I'm I'm like, what's what's the point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, the way I sort of see it is, you know, it's the technology has advanced significantly, but really and truly the thing that protects me isn't the medication or the vaccines or whatever it's God. Like, that's how I see it. God's the one protecting me. So why did you take it? Because there's wisdom. There's wisdom to utilize what he's given people the knowledge to achieve and what he's given us the... uh, Does that mean that God wasn't protecting the people that died from it? Well, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. Because there's so many different reasons for death and, and so many different liberations that can come from death. And and I say that that can sound tone deaf to those that have lost people. But that's, that's again, I mean, that that's what it comes down to is I could take the vaccine and if God wants me to be with him in heaven, I'll still die. So there you go. He doesn't want you dead, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. All right, sorry, not sorry. I think P is on the hot seat this week. Ah, yes. let's go. Yes. Cool. Do you want to go first, Moses? Nah, I need to think of a question. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, so Peter, my question is, uh, so when Saul went to the, to, to the necromancer lady to go and speak to mm. Samuel, it was a mm. bad thing. But then we see in the New Testament, during the transfiguration, Jesus was talking to Moses and Elijah. Yeah. Yeah. So does that mean that as Christians, there are some times when it's okay to speak to the dead and sometimes when it's not? Mm, I like that question. Interestingly, Elijah never died. Yep, that's correct. True. And Moses' bones were never found. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Not saying that he wasn't dead, but also we understand death isn't necessarily an end. But I think Paul describes it and Christ describes it in some parts of the New Testament as going to sleep. We we are aware that this present time and um, uh, existence is temporary. And after that, we move on to eternity in our spiritual forms. So... Being dead is only really within the, um, or from the point of view of those who are quote unquote alive and in eternity, they are sleeping or as, um, as the Bible almost describes it, we all sort of arrive at judgment at the same time in a similar way as I can stay up through the night and arrive at 6am and you can go to sleep and arrive at 6 a.m. at the same time but we will have very different experiences of how we got there so i i i I think once you die and you're in the spiritual realm if people have access to it i wouldn't be surprised if they can find you um because you're not really 
you, you don't enter into oblivion once you die. You simply cease to exist in this realm, but you continue to exist in eternity. So I, I guess my question is more around, should Christians be trying to access the spiritual realm to talk to dead people? Ah, no, I don't think so. Because um, the, when, when, when Saul did go and access Samuel, if you believe that was someone, I do. Um, but I know that there are, there are schools of thought that don't believe it was Samuel, except the prophecy that he gave did come true. Um, then, you know, Samuel's response was, you've disturbed me. You know, mm. and, and the uh, the idea I think is it's appointed unto man to die once and after death judgment. So the ideal way of doing things is, is at some point you die, and then at another point we all arrive at judgment. And that was the six a.m. thing I was, I was trying to illustrate. Um, whether or not we should be doing it, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think because what's the point of going to other people in eternity that should be asleep, whilst you can go to or you have access to the spirit, especially as Christians, mm. we have access to the spirit. Who knows all things? Like, why should we go and practice this um, witchcraft, divination, speaking to the dead? Which, again, is actually something that I think the Bible explicitly speaks against yes. as a form of witchcraft. Yes. So even just on that level, the Bible says not to do it. So then don't yeah. do it. But then the on the other side... The Bible says kill anyone who's, who's in the practice of doing that. In the Old Testament, it says kill them. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, on on the strength of that alone, I'll say no. But then even further, what is someone going to have to tell you that the Holy Spirit can't provide Thanks. in better detail, with better accuracy, etc.? If that makes sense. So no, I don't think Christians should have anything to do with it. And I think it becomes a avenue for the enemy to have greater influence over you because it, you're opening a door that really shouldn't be open to the spiritual realm. Yeah. Um, that allows for you know all sorts of things and also i think it betrays a trust in god mm. um for you to seek counsel from someone dead like dude like yes you can yeah yeah i think i think it for you to go to that extreme um betrays like yeah shows a lack of trust in god i, I believe um yeah my my question to you oh actually no robert you happy with that yeah i'm happy with that my question to you pr um is how would you respond to someone who denounces the christian faith but says that his religion now is love <laughs> So this person has knowledge of and experience of the Christian faith. Yes. So like he, he was knee deep in it. Um, and like had wrestles a bit back and forth came like left, came back and now he's left again. And he's almost like frustrated with the institution of Christianity. And so has left the church, but he's like, my faith is like, my religion is now love. What what you, what would be your response to a in a situation like that? I mean, probably taking out taking the leaf out of you guys' books, both of you. I wouldn't I wouldn't presume to have the answer for it without having interaction with the person. Mm. If that makes sense, because I don't think there's a, um, or at least I've learned from you guys that there isn't a one size fits all solution for these sort of things. They're very mm. subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say from my point of view that <clears throat> saying that your religion is love or whatever to me will be the equivalent of saying your new religion is Allah or your new religion is Buddha or your mm-hmm. new religion is Rihanna. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it, like uh, it's Max. no longer it's no longer Christ and the perfect logic of what he did and what God as a holy uh, father required. Mm. So whatever else it is, it's just another counterfeit. Yeah. It's just, it's just another deception. And so my, my reaction to it, or at least my view of it would be that, that might as well, you might as well say you, you worship Lady Gaga now, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Uh, it, it's, it's all, it's, it's all a lie and it's all counterfeit. 
that's how I'll view it. But it would take some interactions to know how to respond and if I yeah. should respond. Yeah. Because yeah. God might be like, no, leave him to be in a, de- a wilderness. Um, yeah. Come for a period. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, Robert, what would be your thoughts? Um, I think, like Peter said, have a conversation with him. Because it's like one of those things where if it's something that you've heard about, but you don't have, you, you don't interact with the person, mm. then there's, there's not much you can do. And you can be like, yeah. oh, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but but then by having a conversation, you can see firsthand where he's coming from. Yeah. And you, and you can have the conversations that they, they need to have, you know, wrestle with him, you know, bring counter arguments to what he's saying. And then, yeah, I think that's the part you do on, unless God tells you to continue pursuing him. Yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. There's a line from um, C.S. Lewis that I really like. Um, I believe it's C.S. Lewis. Well, someone anyways, who said, um, God is love. Love is not God. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I, I really like that, dis- uh, that distinction. Um, and so if you worship love, then you've made an idol of something that isn't God. Um, but if you worship God who is love, then there's almost that balance there. And yeah, and another thing as well that I, I dislike is within situations like this, um, for the most part, some of these guys have almost um, ingested erroneously the Bible in such a way that they then use that to defend or to like ward off whatever you're trying to say. Um, which sometimes can negate genuine conversation Um, and it just becomes like a rebuttal as opposed to a conversation Um, but hey it is is as you guys are saying it's just like I can't we can't change the person it's only the spirit of God who can actually transform hearts and so it's only moving in the leadership of the spirit to be like, all right, have this conversation, don't have this conversation. Um, and then you see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Let's get into today's topic. Come on. So this is going to be a two-part thing. Or maybe it's just a one-part thing. Let's just go with it. So I was watching the news the other day and they were talking about a man called Colin Pickfork. Pitchfork. Colin Pitchfork. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's his name. <laughs> so, it's an unfortunate name, but... I... Um, <laughs> and he ended up doing some unfortunate things. Mm. So, so he raped and killed two, sc- two school um, girls. I think they were like 15, 16 years old. And then he went to prison and his time is up so he's free to go i think he's been in prison for like 40 years for 40 um, years 40 years so yeah what so was his name again colin pitchfork. pitchfork yeah so he spent 40 years in prison i think and yep the 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 the, the prison said that he's good to go you know he's he's like done his time he can be released and obviously a lot of people are very upset about that there are some people who feel like people like him can't be rehabilitated, can't be changed, da, 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 all of that. And, um, you know, I think we've talked about can people change and have redemption. So I don't want to talk about that today. What I want to talk about as I was thinking about it, I was just thinking about, oh, can you really be upset with him being released if his jail sentence was X amount of years and he's done X amount of years? And if it was, if, if, if you were happy with the justice that put him behind bars, surely you should be happy. Well, not happy, but you should understand when the justice says, okay, he served his time, let him come back into society. And I know yeah, that Peter's going to say, and Peter's going to say, well, you know, the justice system is flawed. It's made by flawed human beings. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll see you guys next week, yeah. <laughs> one's out well, pulled you know an eight mile on me like they take my words out <laughs> do you know what I... like Anthony Mackie not knowing how to rap 
it's nuts because there's there's almost this sense of if someone gets put into prison for for a crime like that, even if they slap years to that sentence, there's almost this notion of I'm not going to have to see this guy again. You don't quite think about what happens in four years when this guy comes out. Because um, the truth is, he may not survive those four years. Um, I've heard of stories of people who have done stuff like this, gotten into prison, and have, have been beaten up like severely because the people in the prison caught wind that this is what this person did. Um, and so some in some instances, the person doesn't necessarily come up. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with this person out. Um, I, I don't feel comfortable with this person out, having just heard the story. And it's just, yeah, just, just the nature of the story, the nature of what he did. Um, the fact that I've got little girls um, as a parent, I'm just like, I just don't feel comfortable with this person being out. Um, and even just, just being, just recognising just like the, um, the paedophilic um, sex offender circles and stuff that are out, like Culver on the black, what in the dark, whatever, whatever it's called, where there are guys like trading images. So he may not even necessarily have to do things, but he can still contribute and, and participate. And so for me, that, that doesn't sit well. Yeah, I mean, that that's, it does come down to that. And the question being, if I knew this person was going to be released into my community or into within the district of my kids' schools, would I be comfortable? And the answer is no. Like, your honest answer is no. And, uh, and as much as I completely, my entire faith is based on you know, the idea that people can be redeemed and God can do a work in us. So mm-hmm. would I say God can't do anything? No. However, practically it will it it will be hard. It will be very hard. And I'd have to know that, you know, he's being monitored or he's being like um yeah that the the system's keeping a good eye on him, you know, to make sure that he doesn't go back to doing whatever it is that you know got him raping two kids in the first place yeah. you know i i just I, I wouldn't be comfortable with it and when, when it comes to kids and stuff like that i wouldn't be comfortable with it and i immediately went back to like moses time because you, <laughs> that guy um uh, you know well actually the the price for raping someone was to um marry them was yeah. to pay a bride price uh, for yeah, pay the price of a virgin, and then yeah. having the yeah, yeah, because again, I mean, in those times, that was significant, and you know, being married was more than just out of love. It was security, it was social status. So okay, fair enough. But you know, I I probably see it as an Avenger of Blood type thing. You know, with um straight the the straight Diana. <laughs> And they're like, okay, tomorrow you can go and then get circumcised. <laughs> Bro. Kill you your whole town. Fab. Do you know what? For me, there's something <laughs> so unsavory about violating a defenseless child. Dude, it's not just for you. It's, it's, it's just one of those things that's unsavory all the way yeah, around. It's just Unless like... you start watching TEDx talks with people saying that pedophilia is a um, what is it a medical not a sexual preference try to make that argument um, like the, the, the fact that you like forced yourself onto two individuals who really who couldn't fight back like just by virtue of your size and your structure be like they couldn't fight back for me like yeah yeah i can't i can't do it like even just hearing stories of women being raped or just people being raped um they try to fight back and blah blah like that that doesn't sit well and then to hear of it being 
in such a manner where it's just like, yeah, like that, that for me is just like, bro, don't let me catch you on road in it. Yeah. I, I would be much more, it would be much easier, significantly easier to forgive a thief, someone who broke into my house and stole something than to forgive a rapist. Because yeah, at the end of the day, he could be stealing to feed his family. Like there's there's legit reasons why someone might turn to that. But with rape, it's there's what why? How? You know, it's such a violation inside of you. And that's even of adults, let alone of kids. Yeah. Like then you're really broken. And I mean, Robert took the words out from, from under me, but no, then the system I think should kill you. Like you should be you know, or, or you should have to use a catheter for the rest of your life. Like, um, you know, um, you shouldn't be given the opportunity to do that again, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, the judicial system is the judicial system. How old are they now? Like, how old were they when they went in? I was in just. I think they were tw- in their twenty, like early twenties. I think it was. So they still come out able to be dangerous, like a sixty. 70-year-old man is still... I think he's 61. I think he's 61. Yeah, he's 61. So he's still dangerous as far as I'm concerned. Like, normally when they give, like, stupid amounts of years, it's so that you either die in prison or you are old enough to be harmless when you come out, if that makes sense. Fam, the dude raped and murdered. Oh, that makes it... That makes it so much different. He raped and murdered two How did girls. How survive prison then? Normally they, they shank people like that. Wow. He must have said it was tax evasion. Um, and he's got a spouse. Yeah. He's still got a spouse. But this, this guy has got a Wikipedia page. Are you mad? But anyway... Anyway, so yeah, so I, I, I was thinking about the whole the justice system, just doing what the justice system does. Mm. And I started thinking about what would happen if there was no justice system or no laws and we lived in like a lawless country. Mm. And what would Christianity look like if we lived in a lawless country? Or like, what would it look like for you? What would you, would you say? I mean, ideally, Christians should be prioritizing loving the Lord and loving their neighbor mm. over the law of the land anyway. Um, but <laughs> it would look a lot like the Avenger of Blood type situation for me. Straight. <laughs> Straight. I would revert to the Old Testament real quick. Straight. <laughs> but I, I, I do think... I. I what, what, what I think is if Christianity wasn't initiated in, a, in an environment where there were no rules, we would have something like the first five books of the Bible where God initiates and shapes the culture and how we ought to live. Because like they had just come out of a system. They had just come out of a land. And they, they like, God almost reinstated what this community needs to look like and to better reflect him. So I think it, it may not necessarily be thou shall not do this, thou shalt not do that. Um, but I do think that if there wouldn't be, it wouldn't be without boundaries. Because having no boundaries is not freedom. Yeah, but this is the thing. I think... I don't think it would be any different from what it is now, because if you look at like um, the time of the judges, mm. essentially everyone was doing what was right in their own eyes anyway, and it was it was going back to the laws that had been given to Moses mm-hmm. that was keeping the people back in check, or that's yeah. what would um, bring God to come and look after them again. So I don't really think it would be. I think it will still be the same five books. I think it will still be the same Old Testament. So what what, what I'm saying more so, so I'm taking it from a perspective of like, there are no laws. 
So like even with, with the judges, where people were doing what were right, was what was right in their own eyes, they had nothing we like they had nothing to refer back to. The judges did. So within that time they had Moses's laws to refer back to. Yeah. But I'm almost taking it as we don't have that to refer back to. Oh, no, so, so, that, oh, no, so, so so I'm saying that we have the whole Bible as it is. Okay. But but, but like we don't have the laws UK, of the land. Society. No, no. Okay, yeah. okay, then yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree, then I agree with Peter in that it would still look like loving God and loving your neighbor. And I think that that, that would even be more of a stark contrast. Um, but if there if there was no Torah, if there was right, no, right, nothing, right, okay, okay. then I, I almost yeah. feel like God would establish the boundaries and then yeah. show us the freedom within that. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. But if since since we're taking it as like that's already there, then yeah, I believe that it would very much be love God and love your neighbor. For even Jesus to say, "Give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give unto God what mm. belongs to God." to me is a is, is a sign of like God still recognizing and like calling us to honor the rule of the land but still live in a way that holds him in the, in his rightful place hold him in esteem even as we're living within the land um I mean I, I've always thought Christians are supposed to honor the law of land but I've, I've always thought it's never at the expense of the law of God if that mm. makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. and so if you remove the law of the land you will still have the law of god yeah yeah and i think for for like most part by by following the law of god um i don't think that there is any law any land could give that would be exactly. more holy than what god could um, yeah. ask of us yeah. there's, there's no law that would make a better society than that which the bible presents that said i think I, I think the difference would would especially come where it, it, it um where it, it's uh where there's interactions between Christians and the world mm. because now the law provides some sort of morality for the world that they have to uh, abide by. But if they didn't even have that, I think it'll be interesting. Because we'd love, like, we'd love one another, <laughs> but <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah. So I guess my like, next question imagine, is: so no, imagine, go on, go on. imagine Christians in a in a purge sort of situation. I don't know if you guys have watched the purge. Mm. I watched the purge. I haven't watched yeah, it, but yeah. I know the premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine Christians on on that day. What are you doing? Are you letting people in, bro? I feel like I feel like it'd be like another crusade, to be honest. Well, how do you mean? Like man, them riding out with swords and horses, yeah, slashing up dons, doing oh, taking the fight to people. Yes, yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm coming like my house is a trap house. I've got barbed wire, fences, shuttered blinds, cameras everywhere. If you come in any, yo, you're not getting in. I'm like setting electric wires and stuff. You're getting tasered from afar. And then the guy with the bazooka comes. (laughs) Then, yeah, I'll have to do like an underground bunker. Yeah, so so I want to ask next. Truthfully speaking, if we did live in a society right now where we're Christians, but there's no laws for us to follow, what would you do that... What would you do that you wouldn't do now because of the laws that are in place? I'd be, I'd be more than willing to kill to defend. Like, Facts. I, I'd, Facts. I'd be more than willing to kill people to defend because I know they are lawless. I'd be on my, like, David and his mighty men type stuff, like, straight, willing. Like, it would yeah, be... But Peter, be very, yeah. But, but when you testament, I'm called to love people. Yes, we are. But we're also called to be wise as serpents. So if I know this person um, is going to come and kill my daughter... I'm feeling him first. Go on, meet your old makeup. Like, <laughs> like that, that's, that's definitely how I see it will be different, is I would be more than willing to to kill, but to defend. And it would never be, it would never be because of that Christian background, it will never be that I am killing to go and then 
steal food or something like mm. that. But it wouldn't even be stealing, would it? Because there's no laws. There's no laws but against it. It would entirely be if you're going to harm anyone that belongs to my family or the church, we're taking you out first. That, that's, for me, that's a clear distinction I can see in my head. Maybe maybe that says more about me than anything else. But there you go. I'm, I'm, <laughs> walking, prayers. I'm walking around with a samurai sword. Like, man's walking with tasers. I'm strapped. I, 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 will, I will be one of them men that will be like, I'll pull a strap on you and be like, do you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Yes, okay, you can go see him. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Well, today, but, tomorrow you can meet him in Paris. You know, like that. Um, nah, but I, I, would, I would side with, with Peter in that um, I would be willing at the drop of a hat to defend those near and dear to me. And I, like, I would prepare myself for that mentally to be like, yo, today could be the day that someone catches these hands. And just just keep it like that. Um, yeah, I I I don't think that to some extent it is, but like I look at to, to say David again and the situation that he was in, leading Israel and being in a time where kings went to war, and I don't think that pacifism was going to keep the nation safe. I, I, I just I don't see that because of what was going on at the time. And if you have a situation where we no longer have laws, I see us reverting to that very quickly. And so then it's, you know, it is very much a strong man has to protect the house. And, and if we are Christians belonging to the house of God, then I imagine, you know, like church will be more than just on Sunday. We will be living together. We will be breaking bread because that's how we're safe. And then we'll be protecting one another as well because, you know, we can trust each other to uphold these morals, but we can't trust the world and thus we will protect ourselves from the world. Facts. Like, even in America, where it's legal, like they've, they've got laws, yeah. but it's legal to be strapped. Yeah. Like, I, I still remember this um fizzle when yeah. I like this this guy was one of my favorite um rappers gospel rappers and this this guy was knee deep in the gang um came out and even his whole mindset was like when I was in the gang I was ready to ride out now that I'm saved I'm even more so ready to ride out so like and you can tell that in his music this guy around his area got shot a couple of times and it was it was obviously in the news and stuff like oh, I pray for Thizzle and after he recovered a little while, uh, a little bit he sent like took a picture of himself and like I think it was on Instagram and he sent added some captions to it and he revealed that yo if he didn't have his gun and if he didn't shoot back he would have been dead and I wrestled with that. I was just like, "Raw, like I don't know how I feel about that." But at the same time, I'm like, "Fam, do you?" Like, I can't. I can't necessarily. I don't know how I would have responded in that situation. But this is how you chose to respond. And I'm just like, I can't. I can't fault you for that because I may have done the very same thing. I, I think we would have. I mean, over here, luckily. Maybe guns not as much, and I say that, and you know these guys are getting guns anyway. And, and you look at some of the knives that they're holding is wow. terrifying. But at the same time, we, for better or worse, also have our fist. And if someone threatens our families, it will be fisticuffs. Mm. So it's pretty much the same thing. It's just that over there, they they tend to you know want to hold guns and shoot. So. You know, I, I would most if if I was in a in a in a town where it was legal to carry guns. I know everyone's carrying guns. I am carrying guns, and I'm practicing um, guns. In the same way as you know, over here it's not legal. It's legal to have two fists, so I'm practicing with my two fists, and, and, and that's that's it. Yeah. Chins, knees, feet, everything. It's it's interesting. Um, what what do you what what do you think, Robert, in terms of 
um, if this was a lawless, if yeah, if this was a lawless country, how would you would you live differently? How yeah, what impact do you think that would have on you? I think I just create a space for Christians to live, like a citadel, and then just have like a certain number of people that I knew were Christians in there, and then we used to limit. I'll be like, okay, cool, this is enough for this Christian community, and then just like almost be like a bubble within the world and just live among ourselves and you know, work the land to get the crops and oh okay so you man will be like the mormons like proper have your little little utah in that yeah obviously with like electricity and wi-fi <laughs> <They're socials. laughs> yeah but i would like definitely create like a border but how would you protect city. the border yeah because them man don't care about your border um, oh, we can and have rockets and stuff. We can, we have, can rockets. have rockets. Yeah, and then was you don't need to buy the rocket because you can just steal it. Yeah. Or, so what? You you're gonna break? You're gonna transgress the law of the Lord to protect the people of the Lord? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I carry that on my shoulders. <laughs> Wait, but what's what's the law of the Lord here? To love people as you love yourself and to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Yeah, I can love you. That's why I'm not stealing from you. No, but I said, he said he's going to rob rockets. He's going to oh, steal yeah, rockets. He's rob... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that, oh. that was my explanation. Okay, fine. I'll buy the rockets. How about that? I'll buy but the that's, rockets. That's the, that's, that's the no thing. No one's selling. But people, like... there'll still be who, like an economy. Who is just going to do a job? Yeah. They won't. Our, our, our concept of money is currently just based on the fact that the government says that piece of plastic that you hold is worth something. And so no, but, you go to it. No, but yeah. I'm talking more about being able to like trade one thing for another. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because well, if yeah, I because, killed you and take, took it. Yeah. But then if you kill me, then, then like you might get my thing this one time. But if you need it again, I won't be around to give you it to you again. So if you have a little system where I will supply you with this and you supply me with this, then it's cool. Um, this this yeah. is like some a shallow bargaining, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's facts, it's facts. And it yeah. is. Um, it also reminds me, um, it reminds me of um Avatar Legend of Korra. When yeah. Zaheer was, I think it's Zaheer, he was trying to create balance and he's like, get rid of all authority figures and allow the people to govern themselves. That was his thought of what balance should look like. But again, there was like no structure. If, if there are no laws, simple things like, who's going to come collect your rubbish? Like, mm. no one is going to do that. So just the infrastructure that supports a community and the society's thriving is almost reliant on laws and regulations and some sort of system which facilitates that. And if there's none of that in place, society is going to break down very quickly. Yeah, but I think, but then, or I'm hoping that the Christians that I do bring in would understand the need for everyone to pull their weight to make this work. Yeah, no, that's, and, and that's why I think, like, maybe not, not just Christians, but some religious um, bodies, institutions will survive because, like, you can think of, like, Islam, and they practically mm. do this anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're a nation unto themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Christians would have to follow suit. I think Judaism um, will survive as well. Oh, easily. Easily, yeah. They, they've already yeah. got the template. Yeah, they're, they're strong They've been community. doing that. So I think they will survive as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like the anarchy, the the sense of just things just like, bro, why do I need to go to school? Why do I need to work? Why do I need to adhere to any form of social norms? I don't. You don't until you do. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think I think it would it would also be a case of of when you first taste when you first think you're tasting of freedom you almost run rife 
and then after a little while you you recognize that actually this isn't as good as I thought it was let me try to work towards something that can actually sustain the community so I think initially it would be a madness but I think give it like a generation things will start to stabilize potentially two generations um and what I mean by generation is like the whole lifespan of a generation so like if people born this year had 70 years to live by the time that 70 years was up I think things would like start to start to have adjusted and stuff yeah 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 cool hopefully we never have to live in such a society fam yeah well we'll see all right, let's round up hookups. So, I want to yeah. hook up, I'll, I'll jump on the hookup thing. There's um, an artist, a lo fi artist whose name is Tenno T E N N O, and he does lo fi. Let me actually get to his thing. He does lo fi, but the way his lo fi is. Um, so he says, hi, I'm Tenno, and I make chill music with an Asian vibe. Okay. So if you like, if you like the intro that we've got to the, to the podcast, it's very similar in terms of style and feel. And yo, like, it's just wavy. He's got a few singles. He's got a few albums on Spotify. Um, and yeah, he's even done like an Asian lo-fi mix uh, playlist. Um, on Spotify as well, with the um, Samurai Shampoo um, image as the thing, and yo, like, yeah, his stuff's dope. His stuff's dope. I just, it's, it's just a vibe. So yeah, Tenno, uh, it's on for Spotify specifically, as that's why I'm listening to it. But wherever you get your music from, yeah, I think Robert put me onto Christian Lo-Fi. And I found a good one on YouTube, but it's too short for me to recommend. So I'm still looking for like a really, really good one. Um, but my my hookup There's would be Christian Lofi. Yeah, this yeah, is a conversation yeah. for after podcast because I don't yeah, feel like there could there could be such a thing as Christian Lofi. But after the podcast, ah, there is, there is still. Uh, anyway, yeah. What someone's um, whispering, Holy Spirit, halfway through the thing. No, they're taking like gospel tracks and like you know how lo-fi can have a recognizable like underlay and yeah, then yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. chill. Yeah, so the 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 one that I listened to okay. was about okay forty five minutes and it was decent. It was decent. I listened to another one and there's preaching and I'm like this is the, the opposite yeah. to what lo-fi <laughs> yeah. supposed to be. <laughs> I get you're Christian, but this is not it. Yeah. Anyway, there's um, one. Sorry, sorry. There's one. Um, Childish Gambino's Redbone. Yeah, but they've made it lo-fi and family bangs. Oh my god! But yeah, yeah. sorry. There's ways to go around it. But anyway, yeah. So my hookup is actually a bit of not self-promotion, but uh, the reason to behold guys. Um, they've been doing live streams every week, um, which are really good. Actually, really good conversations. Um, I had the pleasure of being on one yesterday. Um, we talked about bearing fruits in keeping with repentance. Um, had a couple of pastors from Canada um, and another guy from the UK, and I was on the panel as well. So, yeah, that was my hookup. Go check it out. It's the reason to behold. They've been doing lives on their YouTube. So, yeah, just go and check it out. I've got a few on there. And I was on last week's one. Well, I was on this week's one that's out now. Robert. Robert, you see, you see how Peter's shagging the group. I know, right? Man, man's on panels and that, not bringing in the furnace, you know. I, I put no, no, no. Well, he's not, he's not bringing in the furnace. Man's going on panels. <laughs> you see, like when us, man, you see, you remember, you remember the podcast episode that you were talking about. If someone was to try bring us into something else, what we're would we about, say? How would we're talking we? Talking about this? Robert. Robert was going to be willing to just leave. You know, you know like that. We, we thought it would be that. you that would sell it out, but Peter, Peter. Fam, Peter not only sold us out, he shouted it out on the podcast. If we follow the Bible, if we follow the Bible, we know Peter's always been sellouts. <laughs> since, since biblical times. <laughs> yes. 
That I got invited, man. I got invited. Saying one thing and then doing a whole different thing. No, like that. He's he's saying I got invited. Like, like reason to be whole don't know about the furthest. I'm sure they'll invite you guys. I'm sure. Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Do you know what? When when I'm do when I'm doing the the visuals for this year, and I write the the credits for the Instagram thing, I'm gonna put in brackets. They didn't invite the rest of the furnace. <laughs> Banter. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. My hookup is a restaurant, Bodine's. How much is this one? It's a barbecue restaurant. Oh, bro, it's so beautiful there. They've got like the sausage and the chicken and the beef and uh, and the uh, pulled pork and oh, and it's it's like an American style restaurant. So they usually have like American sports playing on on the screens around oh. there. Yeah, they've got a few branches around London. So check it out, Bodines. That's B O D E A N S. I swear <clears> their logo is a pig. Yeah. <laughs> You know what you're getting when you walk through these doors. Yeah, man. So no, so so, so no. Mohammed or Hamza should go there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> man said Hamza. <laughs> Next is going to be Alibaba. <laughs> oh, quick question to you, Moses. Even mm. though we're finishing the round up, do you think that if you had not changed your name, it would have affected how 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 you view yourself as a Christian? No. Sometimes I sometimes I feel like I should have kept my name Moses Muhammad, um, just due to the conversations that I would have had, just because of the conversations. Because I just feel like, oh, what's your name, Muhammad? Oh, so you're Muslim now, I'm Christian, huh? Yeah. And then just just a whole different conversation. Um, yeah. But I also recognize that that I would very quickly get tired of the conversations. Um, <laughs> where people would be like, yeah, kafar, whatever, like, and yeah, some, some of the conversations may get heated and stuff. So I'm like, maybe it's a blessing that I did change it. But yeah, I think even working in churches, just being like, oh, my name's Mohammed. He's like, wait, what, what are you doing there? Oh, Jesus saved um, That That would have been dope. Um, so yeah. Cool, thanks. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Um, we'll do the roundup. Uh, shout through to the intro outro music, Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. You can find us on Twitter at the Furnace UK, on Instagram, TVS Furnace. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Blackness Furnace and apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps, the Blackness Furnace with the apostrophe. Yeah, that's it. Should be good. Yes, sir. So I guess this is the Blacksmith's finest signing out. Blow. The door can. <laughs>